You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Kamalina Bikino, and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us in the studio. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, Kamalina. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Um, so we have another, um, the final episode of your series, Facets of Faith, Daniel. The last and the best. The last and the best. And this is going to be your last time with us as well on yes, Tazzy Encounters. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. sad. Oh, look, it's been great. It's been so wonderful. Mm. Um, over the last 12 months or so to be to be part of this project and you know um, talking about these things that I love so much all the, mm. all the things that I've had the privilege of talking about um, over the last uh, 12 months have been things that I'm really passionate about from from scripture and it's been a wonderful time all mm. sorts of subjects and yeah great great engagement with uh, with listeners and yeah just uh, gonna miss it but anyway mm. moving on to the next chapter oh, absolutely and you know um, Melbourne has a great a great disciple and a great um, leader heading their way we're gonna miss you down here in Tasmania and I've only just recently for those of you who've been listening along come on to faith FM and I have to say I've only been halfway through I think I joined in with the facets of faith series and I've really enjoyed them I have to say thank you so much for them it's been a blessing to me even though I'm the host Um, And I hope it's been a blessing to you out there listening as well. So um, thank you so much, Daniel. We've we've definitely appreciated your ministry here. And um, yeah, whatever happens and whatever God has in store for you up in Melbourne, I pray that it will be a blessing and that you'll be a blessing up there as well. Mm. So it it would definitely be there. So nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're definitely going to miss you. So. Last week, we covered the peace. We did. Getting and, back into it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So la- yeah. last week on we, on Facets of Faith, we mm. talked about the subject of the peace, and we were really talking about the Sabbath, the fourth commandment, mm. and uh, how God longs to give us peace and give us rest in our lives, freedom from anxiety and stress, freedom from works, mm. and of needing to please Him, but really just to rest in His rela- in relationship with Him, just to rest in His presence. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, if anyone is interested in going and checking that one, out it's, it's it was a good discussion yes and if you want to check it out um you can review that le- episode and all of the previous episodes of facets of faith on the faith fm app and the faith fm website be sure to check them out if you want to listen to the whole series and just binge it um facets of faith is on there and this one will be on there as well and speaking of this one, today we'll be talking about the gift. That's true, yeah. So our, our program today is entitled The Gift, and what we're talking about is, well, it's the Christian doctrine of stewardship, mm. the idea that God has given everything to us as a gift, and it's our job to take care of it and how we're supposed to do that. Mm, absolutely. Well, before we get started, for the last time, <laughs> um, let's have a prayer. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for um, this time again that we can be on air and um, do a segment for you. Um, I pray that anyone is listening, that a special blessing on them, and that they'll know that there's gifts that you bestow on us and that 
your son himself was a gift as well. And I pray that um, you'll bless them and help them to receive this gift, um, this radio broadcast today. I pray a special blessing on Daniel and the words that he has. Um, pray, Lord, that you will guide him and um, be with him. And I also pray a special blessing on him and his family as they are soon to depart Tasmania. Be with them in their new adventure, Lord, and um, bless them abundantly. Be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Mm. Well, I have observed something pretty interesting uh, over the last few months as I've been cruising the feed on yes. Instagram, which <laughs> isn't always a good idea to do, but no. you do get a sense of the sort of content that's out there in the world when you do that. Mm. I actually, I, I got to admit, I have a weakness. I'm, I'm, about a year and a half ago now, I began to eat plant-based, so I'm a, I'm mm. a vegan now, right? Okay. And uh, that's been great, but I still jump on Instagram and I watch people make things out of chocolate, and I just imagine what it would taste like, because even though I don't eat it anymore, I still like to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially like the ones where people make cakes and they pour like melted chocolate in the middle oh, and then they cut it up and it all flows out. It just looks amazing. Yeah, so good. But another thing that I've noticed is this uptick of Instagram charity uh, okay. that people will sort of go around down the street and they'll try and find someone maybe that's not doing so well mm. and they'll give them money and they'll they'll tape their reaction. Or they will, uh, you know, go up to somebody and ask them for something. And if the person gives it to them, they'll say, oh, I'm just checking and I'm paying back kindness today. So because you were willing to give it to me, here's $100. Oh, yes, it, I know those. Yeah. So yeah. there's this like sort of online charity. And the point of it is really self-aggrandizement. Mm. You know, people people record themselves giving money in order to reflect positively on themselves, you yeah. know, and, and build their own brand. And uh, they essentially expect some kudos from their followers and from the public for, you know, deigning to give mm. some of their funds to someone else in the community, whether they're in need or, or just as a reward for kindness or whatever. And mm. I, I find it quite fake, you know. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I, I believe that that generosity, that charity is a part of, uh, I guess, the walk of faith. It's an important part of it. But Jesus' teaching was don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Mm. You know, it's kind of, it's not about us or it's not supposed to be. And so when when I see people recording themselves, it always makes me a little bit uh, cheesed off, you know. Mm. I, don't, I don't think that we're supposed to get props for just small acts of charity in our lives. I, mm. I think that actually our whole life is supposed to be about giving and serving. Mm. And um, I, I'm worried because I believe that service is something of a value that we've lost yeah. in our culture. Um, I think it was Churchill that famously said, don't, you know, don't ask what your country can do for you, mm. ask what you can do for your country. And there's this idea of we, we're all in this together. You know, there's obviously during the war, mm. uh, um, we're all in this together. We all have to work together to serve our country and, and do what do what we need to do to, to make things happen. Mm. But the, this value of service, service to others. Remember when I was a kid, we would, uh, you know, everybody knew their neighbours and you know, you, you sort of help each other out and that sort of thing. Mm. It, it's a little bit of something that is that is disappearing from our communities and we really think about how to serve ourselves mm. you know and in, in, in the sense of our lives not really about how to contribute by serving others and yeah it's something that worries me is that something you've observed or or, or not so much uh yeah it's definitely something i've noticed like um you know i was raised in the church and also um my culture is very uh community-based i guess you can say um so we love we love serving people and um it's um just kind of innately in us i guess but at the same time sometimes when you look at 
the world, there's not so much of it that you can see anymore. And um, there's this loss of community, I guess you can say, that this loss of, you know, we're in this together and more of it, I'm in this for myself. Yeah. And, you know, you definitely see that on Instagram. I've I've seen those charity things and um, I know what you mean. And, and I guess someone could say, oh, it's so that the world can know that someone out there is doing something good for others. But why are they really doing it? Like... They're not really likes doing and it. follows, likes shares. and follows yeah. and shares. Yeah, like right. there's always ulterior motives, and it's sad to be a skeptic, but you can you can see that that's part of it. They're not just doing it simply to help another person, and um, yeah, it can be quite sad. What too. what impresses me is the random acts of kindness that happen that don't get recorded. Yes, that's that's the that's the encouraging thing to me. Yeah, you know, when you know. But anyway, that's just one thing. Yeah. Well, well I, I want to know what's God's view of, mm. of this whole thing from the perspective. So can you um. Have a look in Luke chapter 12, verse 40 to 48 for me, please. Absolutely. Yeah, a bit of a longer passage yep. today to start us off. Not and, um, a problem. Yeah. Can we read that from one from the NKJV, please? New King James Version? Yeah. Sure. Just a second. New King James. Here we go. So, therefore, you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Then Peter said to him, Lord, Do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his master will make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him a ruler over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour where he is not aware, and will cut him into and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given... From him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Mm. So here we've got Jesus telling a parable where he's drawing mm. on this picture of, that happened probably quite frequently in the ancient world of a master leaving servants in charge of his property while he was away mm. and coming back to discover whether or not the servants have done a good job. Mm. And he had a name for those servants that were taking charge of his property while he was away, and that was the name Steward. Mm. And I believe that re- this really is um, this uh, an idea that we find throughout scripture that God has entrusted us with everything in our lives and it's up Mm. to us to take care of it while he's away. And Mm. so, yeah, that's the idea we're going to be talking about and introducing today. Uh. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll get straight into it after the break. Um, But before we go, we have a listener question. How can we be more generous in little ways in our lives? Text us in on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you. This is Same God by Hannah Kerr.
The same God who makes the planet spin Tells the tide when it should rise Put the color in my eyes The same God who makes the seasons change Knows the number of the stars Every secret in my heart All my doubts All my questions In every fear I have about what might happen You're the same God You're with me in the middle of it all God, you're catching every tear as it falls I know you'll never change Even when I'm feeling far away You love me the same God, you love me the same God of grace and empathy You know how it feels to cry Cause you lived a human life You're not afraid of anything Even darkness is a light There's no reason I should hide All my doubts, all my questions In every fear I have about what might happen You're the same God You're with me in the middle of it all, God You're catching every tear as it falls I know you'll never change Even when I'm feeling far away You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we are talking with Danny Mateo on the topic of the gift. Before the break, um, we had a listener question which was, how can we be more generous in little ways in our lives? Text us in on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you. So, Daniel, we've been talking about stewardship 
And we just read a verse in Luke about how servants are to take care of the master's property while they are away. So how exactly does this apply to us? Well, if you think about it, God is the giver of all, and he gave us a world, and he gave Mm. us an environment right back at uh, the beginning of the story uh, in Eden. And it just makes me ask, well, what gifts did God actually give to us in Eden? And when I, when I sit and think about it, I mean, there's quite a number mm. of things that God gave to us, things that are not actually ours, but were given to us by God and that we're responsible for while we're away. I mean, I think about, for example, our uh, our bodies, mm. our health, you know, that we need to take care of those uh, for him, that our bodies belong to him. What else? Um, our families, mm. you know, there's family there in Eden. Um, God, uh, you know, obviously puts uh, Adam in a family. It says, be fruitful and multiply, that these things are a gift. Uh, you know, what, what about sexuality? You know, this, mm. it's this sacred thing, this union between man and woman, that this is something that God has given to us for, for, to, uh, to take care of and to honor. Mm. Uh, truth. There's information about God that you can glean from the creation narrative that, uh, like what we know as, as theology, you know, today, this, this idea of, of truth or, or, uh, or doctrine, you know, teaching yes. about God, that this thing is, these things are a gift and that we ought to uh, take care of those. Um, speech, mm. you know, um, Adam and Eve are given the ability to speak. And this is a sacred gift. No other creature in the animal kingdom can communicate the way that we do and articulate the complex ideas that we can. And this is a gift that we should be very careful with and honor. Mm. Um, We might think about our environment, uh, that, you know, that that God's actually given us this world to, to care for and that this is a... This is an amazing thing. Mm, and uh, our absolutely. leisure time. I mean, <clears throat> there's that time period that uh, that God said you've got six days to, to do what you need to do, and then the seventh I want you to, to fellowship with me. So mm. there's an idea that there's going to be some downtime there, and that uh, that this this is a gift as a part of the a part of the life of faith and uh, and means. You know, when it mm. when it describes Eden. It actually describes that there was gold and jewels and things like that. Like Adam and Eve had had some beautiful things that they were given yeah. uh, in addition to the garden and that mm. this was a gift from God as well. So what do we do about that? Let's have a look at each one of them one at a time and see what the Bible says about how we're to care for them uh, while our master is away. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Mm. So the first one. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at our bodies our or bodies. rather our health. You know, mm. look, Can you read First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 for me, please? Absolutely. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. So our health, what we take into our bodies, our, you know, whether or not we exercise or get enough water, mm. uh, all of this we ought to honor God. That that uh, God is honored when we care for our health. And I, you know, I wish that, you know, I wish that somebody told my granddad this. My granddad was a great man of faith, and I loved him very much. But unfortunately, mm. he didn't care for his health very well. And you know, he could have lived quite a bit longer. Mm. Um, he he died of um, of sort of lifestyle related um, health issues. Yeah. And uh, you know, sort of, I just just wish that uh, that this was something that I guess was implanted in his heart that God had given him his body to care for mm. and to look after. Now, sometimes we don't have a whole lot of control over our health. Sometimes our, we have conditions that are genetic and so forth. Yes. But sometimes we do. And and for those. Um, you know those decisions that we can make that are positive. 
you know, we all know that the things that we need to take care of, we can make sure we get enough exercise, enough water to drink, that we're eating a nice, healthy, balanced diet. Mm. And we've got a positive spirituality as a part of our life, that we're getting enough sleep and rest and, uh, and lots of fresh air mm. and, uh, you know, that uh, and, and good, clean water adequately hydrate our bodies uh, that we know that, uh, that yeah, we're going to be taken care of. And I think that that's the ideal that God wants for us. Yeah. yeah, and we've been told as well, I can't remember which verse, but, you know, our bodies are a temple. So, mm. like, um, you know, you want to take care of a temple. You want, it's a sacred place. And um, I, I guess the way we picture our bodies and what they are and what they do is how we treat it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, I mean, if we think about it as being a sacred thing. I wouldn't want to go mm. into a church and splat a tar up the walls. No. <laughs> Just like that, I wouldn't want to put that same tar into my lungs, you know, yeah. so that's why I choose not to uh, not to smoke cigarettes. But mm. that's one um, that's one aspect of, of health and, and proper stewardship for our lives, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, here's, here's one that's important to you, I know, and that is family. Yes. And this is a gift that was given to to humanity to take care of in Eden. Can mm. you read for me, please, Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 to 21? Yeah, yeah, sure. And we're reading from the New International Version for these mm-hmm. verses. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Mm. And I, I love these verses because it really says that everybody in the family has a responsibility to serve everyone else. Mm. That uh, actually in a family, it's not so much of, um, you know, a, a hierarchy authority, but rather that everyone wants to serve one another and mm. um, and submit to one another. And that's really what we want to aim for as, as, uh, as believers, that we want a family uh, where... You know the the aim of the of the of the husband is to serve his family. The aim of the wife is to serve her family. The aim mm. of the children is to serve their family. And if, if we're all serving one another, now if one person is serving and another person is just take 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 mm. take and abuse abuse manipulate, then what you have is is something that's highly dysfunctional. Yes. But if everybody is looking out for the good of the other, mm. then you have a beautiful home. Mm. You know, and willing to apologize when we make mistakes and. And, uh, you know, I, I love where it says, husbands, love your wives and don't be harsh with them. You know, the yes. New Testament does not tolerate any kind of physical abuse, I don't mm. believe, uh, within the, the context of a family or a marriage. Why? Because this, you know, when I think about my wife, I don't. I believe that she is a daughter of Jesus. And mm. God has entrusted me uh, to, uh, to care for her and to love her and to respect her mm. and to protect her while I'm married to her. Uh, for you know, and uh, mm. for as long as we both shall live, and that I'm a steward of uh, of that relationship, and He's given that me that to care for. It's not mine, actually; it belongs to Him. Yes. Yeah. So there's uh, there's that aspect of family as well. Same with mm. my children. My children, I call them my children, but they're not <laughs> mine; they're His children, actually. Yes. And I don't have the right to to beat them or to to be unkind. Uh, mm. To them, I need to do the best I can to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, mm. and with love, and uh, and teach them respect and care, and uh, and and to to nav- a way to navigate the world with function because these are His children, and I'm bringing them up for Him. That's my responsibility. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and all sorts of problems can develop in families when we don't have this view that this is someone else's family that I'm caring for. Mm. You know that uh, we want to be a good steward of that. Mm. Well. Here's a con- con- controversial one. 
Yeah, what about our um, our inter our desire for intimacy mm. uh, within the context of a marriage, our sexuality? Can you read, please, First Corinthians six, verse eighteen to twenty? Yes, mm. I can. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Mm. And so this idea of... Um of intimacy as stewardship, that we are caring for our bodies for someone else, that we're a temple of the Holy Spirit. This actually implies that that the act of intimacy between a husband and wife is a sacred thing. Mm. And it also implies that there's, you know, there's no sense of entitlement or ownership uh, between one party or the other. There must be consent here always, mm. and there must be respect for um, one another's autonomy. And that's a part of the... Um, the the manifestation of self-sacrificial love within a relationship that we've, if our aim is to serve one another rather than to um, just to to satisfy ourselves, then this will be a positive experience uh, within a marriage and mm. it will cause love to deepen and to grow. And when I consider that this is sacred, uh, that uh, that in actual fact, you know, and so often I guess in the history of uh, religion, these things have been seen as being dirty or they've mm. been seen as being evil. But this is a creation of God. This is a beautiful thing. It's mm. a part of his plan for humanity, um, for those that, that enter into the marriage covenant. And, uh, and it, it is beautiful and it's sacred when it's, when it's treated with, with that, um, that solemn yeah. respect. Uh, respect. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we're getting towards our break now i can see yeah. oh yes <laughs> we are we'll continue with our next one after the break um just to remind you all that um our listener question is still there how can we be more generous in little ways in our lives and um, there's always so many different things we can do but i want to know what things you you think we should do um text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one also, we have a book offer coming up, and this book is titled, Help! I've Been Blessed! How to Stop God's Blessing from Becoming Curses. I'm interested to hear what that's about. That will be coming up later on in the show. But right now, this is Cut to the Heart by Luke Partridge.
peace has won And death, where is your sting? All praise will rise To Jesus Christ, my King Your grace has won And death, where is your sting? All praise will rise Jesus Christ, my King, your grace has won. Now death, where is your sting? And all praise will rise. Jesus Christ, my program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we have Daniel Matteo on his series Facets of Faith and we have been talking about the topic of the gift. Now Daniel before our break we were talking about stewardship and I believe that's the topic of um, our segment today but before the break we were specifically discussing how our bodies are not our own and mm-hmm. they're a temple. Um, did you want to give us a little bit of about that before we move on to the next one? Oh look absolutely. We talked yeah. about health initially but in our last segment we were particularly talking about um, you know sex and, mm. and intimacy between yeah. a husband and wife and how this is a this is a sacred gift. Mm. And it but it extends to every area actually. And when I think about Eden and I think about the gifts that God gave to humanity, one of the things that he did was to step down and fellowship, mm. step into their experience and fellowship with them in a personal way, and then pa- in, in that sense passed on information about himself. Mm. We find out so much about God from the creation story and so much about God from the, that story of Adam and Eve. Uh, for example, when they turn their backs on God and they disobey him, by eating from the tree. Mm. They don't have to go looking for him to apologize. He goes looking for yeah. them. He chases them down mm. and he and he engages them in, in personal communication. Mm. And so this is what this information about God is what we call theology. And I believe that this is a gift because when we understand the truth about God, it tells us something about who we are and how we're to make our way through life. Mm. And I think this is an important responsibility for us to care for not just to get right, but also to care for, because mm. it's been misused in so many different ways down through history. If you have a bad picture of God, where God is angry and looking down on you with, with um, a desire to destroy or to keep you out of his, his kingdom, mm. and he's just waiting for you to do something wrong so he can pounce on you and laugh, then that's going to change the way you relate to the world and, uh, and to others. But if you see a God of love, then that's going to have implications as well. Mm. So can you read, please, for, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, because that tells us how we're to care for this, this truth. Mm, absolutely. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, 
as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed or who correctly handles the word of truth.、Mm, correctly handling、mm. the word of truth. This is a gift. This idea of truth is a gift、yes. that we need to correctly handle it. And it can be misused. You know, there's lots、mm-hmm. of cases of spiritual abuse. Uh, that、uh, where people use the idea of God to control and dominate others, and、yeah. that's not a correct use of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well, along with that goes our speech. Now, this is a special, special gift that God has given only to humanity,、mm. that we can verbalize really complex existential ideas to one another. We can communicate them to one another with the use of our mouths. We can formulate ideas in our mind. Quite complex ideas, and then we can form them into words, and we can share those ideas with one another.、Mm. And would you like to read, please, Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-nine? Yes, absolutely. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen.、Mm. Now, words are powerful things.、Mm. You can use words to create, and that's what writers do. They form worlds. You、mm. know,、um, we can think of authors like uh, uh, like C.S. Lewis that created a world there for the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe,、mm. where he to- told an amazing allegory of the gospel,、yes. this lion that represented Christ, and、uh, and how he saves us.、Mm. And、uh, we can use wor- words to lift others up and to encourage them and to make them feel that、uh, that they are loved and accepted. We can use words to articulate beautiful ideas about God, create、um, wonderful songs and poetry and music, and inspire others to do amazing things. And we can also use our words to sneak around and backbite and hurt、mm. and destroy and to tear down. Yeah, you know, words are powerful. This is a divine gift. We find out about God that one of the ways that He formed the the, the universe, that it, He created the world, was to speak. Mm. And he said, "Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be that." He he spoke the universe into existence, and he gave us that amazing gift as a reflection of our creation in his image.、Mm. And、uh, and so, what we do with that is an important responsibility. And I believe that one day we're going to be held accountable for the words that we speak, particularly about others. Absolutely.、Mm. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, they uh, the the kids at school had a name for me. You know, my my surname is Matteo. It's like、mm. Matthew in Italian, and I、uh, used they used to call me Fatteo. <laughs> so I had a I had a weight problem, you know. And there were a number of kids when they're standing around in a circle around you, pointing at you, laughing, and saying that、yeah. over and over again. It can have a profound impact on your psyche for、mm. for years to come. Yeah. And,、uh, you know, Christians believers aren't supposed to engage in this sort of behaviour.、Mm. Rather, we're supposed to be the person that sits down next to somebody and puts. Their arm around them and lets them know that they're accepted and yeah, acceptable.、Mm. Absolutely. So that's our speech. Well, what about our leisure time? Now, this one is、uh, this one might might cut to the heart a little bit.、Uh, can you read, please,、uh, Philippians chapter four, verse eight? Absolutely. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things.、Mm. Now, this has it. This is this is an idea of how do we spend our free time.、Mm. Now, I believe that part of a abundant life means that we're going to have some things that we do not because they necessarily gain us any money or any means, or not because they're necessarily for God all the time, but just. Because they're fun, yeah, and just because we enjoy them, and I think that that's part of a balanced life is to have some sort of hobby or leisure thing that we like to do with our family as part、mm. of our leisure, and that's okay, nothing wrong with it. But it's important that we make positive choices in this、mm. area. 
because we will tend to become like the sorts of things that we meditate on. Mm. And I find it sad that we've we've come to a place that there's almost nowhere where you can go for good entertainment that's wholesome. Yeah. Quite often, you know, I I don't like hearing God's name uh, blasphemed and I don't mm. like hearing a lot of swear words. So it's hard for me to find a film that I can watch these days <laughs> and um you know that, uh, that sort of isn't upsetting or difficult mm. to watch for me. And uh, and that's, you know, that's sad. I know not everybody has the same convictions as I do and that's okay, but that mm. it's just an illustration that it, it's hard for us to find things that uh, that are positive most of the time. Mm. But uh, I think it's important that we do take that time. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that's part of a balanced life, but also that we should be quite judicious in the way that we select our activities. And sometimes it can be difficult because something that we really enjoy or that we really enjoy doing or being a part of, some hobby or, or game or whatever, it might not always uh, have principles or ideas in it that agree with, with our faith. And mm. it's important for us to be faithful to uh, the principles of what we believe, not just when we're talking about it at church, but also in our leisure time as well. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Mm. So that's that. That's one gift that God's given to us. Mm. And now uh, before we go to our, our next break, I suppose we could talk about our environment. Absolutely. Can you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, please? Yeah. Yes, I can. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wi- wild animals. And all the creatures that move along the ground. Mm. The the Bible says that God has actually entrusted the creatures of this world and and our environment as well into our care. You know, that this is our responsibility to look after down here. Mm. As I look back over the last however many millennia of human history, I don't think that we've necessarily always done a great job of that, particularly in the last sort of 100 years or so. I think there's been a mass extinction of species, multiple different species, especially in Australia, I believe, Mm. due to the introduction of other animals. It's Mm. quite, yeah... And to hear, to see now, like, you know, this is what we're called to do. We're called to protect them. And, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Well, it's it's a reflection of who God is because yeah. God has, has sort of dominion over us and he cares for us and protects us and he's given us dominion over the animals and mm. we're supposed to care for and protect them. You know, it talks about the birds in the sky. We, You know, we often like to pump chemicals up into the environment, up yeah. into the atmosphere, mm. you know, and uh, the, the water as well. It talks about the fish in the sea, you know, yeah. we, we pump stuff into the it's, sea. It's all there. <laughs> you know, and we, we, you know, it's really oh. sad that we're not, uh, we're not more proactive about caring for uh, not just us. You know, yeah. we, we do a good job of looking after us most of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, not so much the, an- uh, the animals. Yeah. <clears throat> and this, look. There's a, there's a basis for a theology of animal rights here. Now, yeah. I'm not somebody that hugs trees or, you know, <clears throat> sets cows free from, from farms or anything, but mm. there is an idea here that, that these creatures' lives have value and it's something we ought to consider as we make our way through life. Yeah. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Well, that's um, it's now time for our next break. But before we do, we have our book offer description, um, which is Help, I've Been Blessed, How to Stop God's Blessings from Becoming Curses. And this is written by Julian Archer. In today's world, it's faith versus finance. And nowhere is the battle more intense than deep inside our hearts. Julian Archer learned that the hard way, that when a person prospers, either God gains a partner or a person loses their soul. Come on a frighteningly honest, soul-bearing journey into the secret world of a successful Christian businessman. 
He is an outwardly blessed man with a sinister and secret struggle, an eternal and death battle, to try and keep God's blessings from becoming curses. Mm. The code is after the break, but right now this is Home Heart by Mm. One Glory.
maker of the world's heart. This is where you've always belonged. This is where you've always belonged. This is where you've always belonged in my own heart. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing up our program with Danny Mateo on the topic of the gift. As promised, we have our giveaway and our code for the book giveaway today. The book is titled Help, I've Been Blessed, How to Stop God's Blessings from Becoming Curses, written by Julian Archer. To claim this book, our code is Facet 14, F-A-C-E-T, and the number 14, one four, no spaces. Text that in on 0488880891. That is Facet 14, F-A-C-E-T, one four, the number 14, with no spaces. Text that in to 0488880891. So, Daniel, we've been talking about the importance of stewardship. How... How are we going to finish up today? <laughs> well, we've been building up through, uh, I guess, uh, a, a bunch of different subjects of different gifts that God has given mm. to humanity to care for. And as I look back through the ones we've talked about, we've pretty much stuffed all of them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So, you yes. know, we, body, health, um, we haven't done a good job of maintaining health as a, as a species, mm. family. You know, we you know we sort of we have our issues there. Definitely, <laughs> um, sexuality, obviously, mm-hmm. big problem. Truth, muck that up. Speech, we're unkind to one another. Yeah. Leisure, we do all sorts of bad things in our free time. Mm-hmm. Our environment, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. <sighs> well, what about the last one? The last one is our our means. The, mm. our, the the money that God has entrusted to us to care for ourselves and our families. That uh, okay. What? How have we gone at that? And what does the Bible mm. say about it? Can you read Second Corinthians nine verse seven, please? Absolutely. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay. And what? So what the Bible teaches here that a necessarily mm. part, a necessary part of the financial life mm. of a believer should be cheerful generosity. Yeah. That should be a big part. Now, there's only three things ultimately that you can do with money, let's be honest. Mm. You can spend it, uh, you can save it or save invest, and you can give it away. Yeah. Um, And I think that it's important that that there is a balance ratio of all of that as it pertains to a believer's income. I think that if somebody's a follower of God, they'll be a supporter of charities. If they're a member of a community of faith, they'll be a supporter of of their community of faith. Mm. Uh, They will... Whatever issue that God's placed on their heart, that they will contribute to that in some meaningful way, not just with their time as well, which is important, mm-hmm. um, and volunteering and helping in some way, but also with their with their means, yeah. and also. So I, the Bible has some suggestions for percentages for that, but those aren't, you know, I mean, obviously, it's no lightning bolt's going to hit us if we don't stick to them. But for I see a principle of tithe. There, mm. which is a ten percent to to uh, towards uh, supporting a community of faith, and on top of that, you know, any generosity that's according to our giving, our, uh, our I should say our our leading of the Holy Spirit uh, mm. on our heart, and that's exactly what this verse says. It says you should give what you've decided to in your heart, not reluctantly, 
In other words, if there's any bitterness within you, God doesn't need your money. You know, mm. he doesn't need it. So if there's anything in you that doesn't want to give it, he doesn't want it. No. He wants you to be cheerful, not under compulsion. It's not acceptable if somebody's, you know, sort of pressuring you to do something you don't feel comfortable with. Mm. That's not good or part of the process. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. It ought to be a sense of conviction that builds in our heart on the, under the egress of the Holy Spirit that God's calling us to support this cause, and we feel motivated to to step out and do that. By the way, I believe a part of stewardship is not just giving and generosity. It's also the other two things as well. Mm. I don't think we ought to be miserly in the sense of caring for our families. Mm. God has given to us these gifts in order to take good care of them, uh, but... Uh, that can get out of whack sometimes if we're just spending for our, you know, our own pleasure without any sort of impulse control. Mm. We have to make sure that every, that our family and, and ourselves have got a roof, have got enough food, and our bills paid, and so forth. Yeah. That we're and we're taking care of ourselves, and also that we're saving for the future and investing mm. to make sure that uh, we're going to be cared for in the future, and we're moving forward. Why? Mm. Because the more that we're able to accrue, the more we're able to give. Mm. And so when we keep everything in perspective and we've got a good budget in place, then we're being good stewards of those gifts that God's given to us. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess that my big question about this subject is that why? what's the ultimate motivation for a Christian to give? Like, why is it that we ought? Mm. And ultimately, it's be- I believe it's because God gave to us. Can, can you read John 3.16 mm. for me, please? Absolutely. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, everybody knows that verse, or a lot of believers do. They call that the little gospel. (laughs) A lot of people believe that that verse sums up the whole teaching of the Scripture in Mm. in one little sentence. But we just want to zero down on one word here, and it's God so loved the world that he gave. Yes. What did he give? His one and only son. Mm. That God so loved us that he came down into this world. He he sacrificed heaven. He sacrificed the worship of angels in order to come down into this world and to give his life for us. And it's when a believer looks at that sacrifice and recognizes what it really means, we're motivated to give with the love that he gave. Mm. You know, we say, okay, God, you've done so much for me. What can I do for your children? How can I help others? And, uh, And how can I do that in a meaningful way? Mm. Um, in, in a way that isn't going to be entitling their bad behavior, because sometimes that happens. You know, mm. sometimes we can we can give money to someone and it actually helps them in their drug addiction or their problems. Yeah, that doesn't help. No. Well, how can I give to people in a meaningful way, in a way that supports them and helps them to to uh, helps the world to be a better place? Really, is what we're what we're working towards. Absolutely. Mm. Well, we are almost out of time, but um, it is just thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us yeah, and for um, for the service you've done for us at the radio. Um, and for all of you who are listening, I hope that you've been blessed as well. And um, be sure to check out the rest of the Facets of Faith series. Um, it is a great series, and I know I personally very much enjoyed it. Join us uh, tomorrow with David Maxwell and myself. We are covering the living word, um, the word in us. But right now, this is Love Lifted Me by Kate Clampett. Sin far from the 